Amen. Thankful for our young people, our children, and our teachers, all that you do, all that you mean to us. Amen. Amen. I'm going to put Brother Hart on the spot and just let him come and greet you or whatever else he feels to do. Amen. Well, greetings. <laughs> Forgive me for, for being late this morning, but with my friend Andre over at the Sela congregation, he was ministering there, and so I was willing to share him, <laughs> and um, but also get to join and participate. Um, thankful for the presence of the Lord this morning, and I believe that he is here and has a plan, wants to speak. Um, amen. I wonder if we can, I'm not, I'm not going to take any more time, um, but I just, I feel, feel a few things this morning just sort of, I guess, bumping, <laughs> bumping up against me. And uh, I believe that the Lord, like I said, has a plan, wants to speak in this service, and doesn't want to have to deal with those things. <laughs> Amen. So I don't want Elder to have to deal with them as he speaks. So can we just lift our hands one more time together and just seek the face of God for a moment? Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you for your spirits. We thank you for your utterance, Jesus. Father, I pray that the authority of the word of God would be taken in this service. In Jesus' name, Father, your dominion, Lord, of the name of Jesus and of the word of God. We walk in it today, Jesus. We walk in it. We declare it this morning. Father, you are true. Let God be true and every man a liar. I pray, Jesus, a submission to your leading, a submission to your flow, and a subjecting Jesus to the leading of the Holy Ghost. I pray every distraction, God. I pray every contrary spirit would be driven out in the name of Jesus. 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 Jesus, 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 Jesus. Come on, can we just talk to him for a few more moments? In the name of Jesus, if you need to stand up, that's all right. Stand up for a second. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we speak your name, Lord. We speak your name right now. We believe, God, that you're the King of kings and you're the Lord of lords. That all power, that all authority is in your name. That all power and all authority is in your word. 
In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Jesus' name. One more time, let's just lift our voices to him as, as I'm going to turn this back over to Elder. But just if you can, if, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, would you just for one more time pray in the Holy Ghost this morning? In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. I appreciate what I feel here. I appreciate the presence of the Lord that's here today. You can be seated. I'm going to ask you to turn to Matthew chapter 13. We'll start at verse 3. Matthew chapter 13, verse 3. You ever heard this, uh, this phrase or this saying, self-diagnosis? Self-diagnosis means when you think you know what's wrong with you, and so you, you just convince yourself that's you, and then you go, and uh, either you do or don't address what you have diagnosed. I don't know. It's probably easier sometimes to diagnose somebody else and then give them the medicine. <laughs> Tell them what needs to be done. Uh, but when we self-diagnose, a lot of times we just say, well, yeah, that's me, but I don't really, you know, I don't know what to do about it or if I should do anything about it or what I can do about it. Uh, in, this, in this parable today, I believe the Lord will help us not just self-diagnose, but help us let the Holy Ghost uh, bring us understanding of ourselves. Many of you, I'm sure, have heard this passage or this parable uh, multiple times. If you're like me, you've heard it many times. Um, it's where the it's called the parable of the sower and where the sower goes out and sows seed and it talks about different kinds of ground that the seed falls upon and therefore what can happen or what does happen with the seed 
because of the condition of the ground that it falls on. And in looking at this, I'll, I'll just be honest with you first, and I'll say, I've been each of these myself at various times in my life as I see the understanding and know, well, that's this kind of person or a person dealing with this or living in this situation. I can say I've been there before. I know what it feels like to be this type of soil, to be this type of uh, individual living in this type of situation. And just, just so you're aware, if, if you haven't seen this before, Jesus went out, we're in Matthew 13, we're in about the middle of his ministry on earth. So people are used to coming to him and hearing him teach. And so he starts with the parable here. Uh, it even says there was such a great crowd that he went, got into a boat. First, let me get my, uh, my uh, it's not a pet peeve. It's, I guess it's the opposite of a pet peeve. It's what I, I wish, a wish peeve. Because it says in verse 1 and 2, he, he sat to teach. I wish I could sit to teach, but I'm not going to. But I, I saw that, and I just thought, okay, he sat to teach. But then it says there was such a great crowd, he had to get in a boat and scoot back a little bit. I was like, oh, well, he, even he had to do that. But then it says he sat in the boat to teach. That's neither here nor there right now. I'm just letting you know. He's talking to a big crowd. And he tells this parable. And then his disciples come to him afterwards and say, Why, what's the deal? Why do you teach in parables so much? And then he goes on and he explains it. We'll look at that. But that's the context of where we're reading right now. He spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. Next verse. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them. Now, I see these almost as unintentional seeds. They fell by the wayside. He didn't sit there and say, well, this looks like a good place to sow. No. Seed just actually falls out while he's on his way to the place that's a good place to sow. Some seeds fell by the wayside. The fowls came and devoured them up. Next verse. Some fell, again, not intentionally sown. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. Now let me pause for a second and just say, we've already seen two instances where the seed fell unintentionally what does that mean it means people will hear the word of God whether they are intentionally trying to seek it out and hear it or not you're not going to get through this life nobody is without some instance of the word of God hitting you falling upon you next verse when the sun was up, they were scorched because they had not root. They withered away. Next verse. And some fell among thorns. Again, fell. This is not, he's not just a, a, a wise farmer, a wise sower is not going to waste his product or his time or his energy or his money. 
sowing in places that he doesn't expect to reap. But we get the understanding through the parable here that people are going to hear the word of God regardless. Even though I'm on my way to that good field to sow, I've got so much, some of it spilling out here and there and here and there. And the Lord is saying, observe with your eyes and with your spirit and you'll learn something. Some fell among thorns and the thorns sprung up and choked them. Verse 8. But other fell into good ground and broke forth, brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. So he reads that, he, he speaks that parable, and like I said, the, the close followers of Jesus come to him and he says, I'll tell you what that means. Jump down, if you would, to verse 18. Hear ye, therefore, the parable of the sower. When anyone, everybody say anyone. That means anyone living a life. When a person who is alive hears the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, when they hear it, but they don't understand it. Then comes the wicked one. I said it already earlier in this service. He loves to just hang out around confusion and a confused person and just watch them juggle things that they don't understand or things that they can't process or things that are not hitting home the way that they should. It's almost like it's taken all the work out of it for him other than just to say, okay, shh, I'll take that. That's not a word for you. I'll take it. You don't understand that word. I'll take it. Anyone that hears the word of the kingdom but doesn't understand it. So clearly, in case you missed that, the seed is the word here he calls it the word of the kingdom. Other places they call it the word of God. The seed is the word. All right. When somebody receives and hears seed of the word of the kingdom of God, but they don't understand it, there's no hope there. The wicked one comes and catches it away. This is he which received the seed by the wayside. Or another translation calls that along the path. As soon as the person hears it and they don't understand it, the devil steals that seed. I, uh, I'm not trying to just be dramatic here, but I see tragedy here. God forbid that you or I hear so much but understand so little or understand nothing at all. James 1 verse 7, you don't have to turn there, but it says if any of you lack wisdom, 
Let him ask of God. And God will give it. He gives wisdom to all men liberally is what it says. If you if you don't understand, ask. We're taught this as children in school, right? You got a question? Raise your hand. How many of you, if you're like me, didn't always do that? You, you're, you know, you, I don't think that means what I thought, or I'm behind, or I can't. Everybody else seems to be getting this, and it's not making sense to me. Well, what do you do? You raise your hand and ask a question. Not if you're me. Not if you're like I was. I don't want anybody to know. I don't want to look ignorant. I don't want to seem, you know. So maybe I'll just hang out a little longer and maybe I'll, I'll catch up as we go through. I'm just being honest with you. That, I remember sitting in classes feeling that way. Like everybody else and the teacher are having some private meeting that I wasn't invited to. In the kingdom of God, it cannot be that way. It's on the individual, okay? The Lord created each of us. He put the brain in your head and connected all the little wires the way that He wanted to connect them. And then He says, you have the ability to hear. You have the ability to learn. You have the ability to perceive. What you do with this ability is up to you. If you start to feel like you're not getting it, if you hear something but it just raises question, I'm also giving you the ability and the instruction. Ask. Ask for wisdom. Seek wisdom. In all thy getting, get understanding. That's instruction from the Lord. It's a, it, I, I read that and I just felt like, how tragic would it be for a person to sit week after week or day after day or whatever in the presence of the Lord and the body of Christ, hearing the word, seeing all these things, and then just thinking, whew. I don't get that. That doesn't make sense to me. I'll, maybe, I'll just, maybe I'll just keep hanging around and hopefully one day it will all click. Because they're nice enough people and they don't judge me, so I'll just go sit there among them. I'm, I'm not trying to be rude, but this, I, what did I say? Self-diagnose. If this is me, if I'm not getting it, you guys know me. I, I, I can talk till I'm blue in the face or red in the face. And, and just only hope that you're hearing what I'm saying. That's my, that's my role. Until somebody comes along and says, I've got a question. I'd like some more understanding. I think the Lord sold, showed me this or told me that. Or can you repeat the verse again? There's nothing that makes a teacher happier than knowing that what they're being taught is being learned. Amen. I got to move along. We got other types of soil. 
But if you don't understand, seek understanding. Verse 20. He that received the seed into stony places, or every other translation calls it rocky ground. He that received it in rocky ground. The same as he that heareth the word, and anon, that means right away, quickly, with joy, received it. All right, so we're, we're kind of like a step ahead of the last person who heard it, didn't understand it. This person hears it, is glad to hear it, it says, and receives it. The next verse. Yet, uh-oh. Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while, endureth for a while. He hears the word, he hangs on to it for a little bit. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. I got to talk about this one a little bit more. I felt burdened by the Lord yesterday morning. He brought that phrase to me. When tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word. And I, I just had to ask, Lord, I don't even know what that means. What does it mean when tribulation or persecution happens? I know that much, but what does it mean when it happens because of the word? Okay, let's stay here for a minute. It's not a, it's not a complex scenario. Seed falls in the ground. That seed is the word of God. The person hears and receives the word of God. Now, if persecution or tribulation or trouble or testing happens because of that word... In other words, if I hadn't have heard the word of God, I wouldn't even be in this test right now. But because I heard the word of God, and then a situation presents itself where I have to determine what did I hear and what does it mean? Am I really going to put it to practice? Maybe. This is a hypothetical. That's why I said maybe. Maybe the word of God came to you that you need to start getting up at 5.30 in the morning to pray. Ooh, I heard that. I received that. Good things are going to happen when I get up and start praying at 5.30 in the morning. And then, I don't know, about 8, 9, 10 p.m., the Lord is just reminding you of that word. 5.30 in the morning. It's going to be here. Oh, I know, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time with what I'm doing right now. So I, I, I know 5.30 is going to be here. 11 o'clock, midnight rolls around. And then you're, you're starting to think, well, this is almost like persecution, Lord. Because you told me 5.30. I heard that much. But it's like you're letting me stay up till 1 a.m. Letting you. He'll let you do whatever you want to do. little side note there. And then, and then the alarm rings and you see it's 5.30 and 
tribulation is among you. <sighs> because of what? Because of the word that said, get up at 5.30 and pray and I'll meet you there. If he hadn't have told you that, you'd sleep right through and you'd never even face that persecution. That's what it means by because of the word. The specific result or instance brought along by the word presents itself a test or a trial. And the person with rocky ground gets offended. This means they received it. Another translation says, but it did not sink deeply into them. No depth. No moisture in the soil. That's another translation of the word. Rocky ground. There's no, if you've done gardening and we're kind of getting to that season where soil is starting to mean a little bit more right now than it did about three months ago, right? Oh, all of a sudden I'm like, wait. It's almost time to get that stuff ready. The soil matters. And what's in and among the soil matters. And when it says a person with no moisture in the soil means when they hear the word of God, it's just going to get like maybe skin deep into the person, not down deep into the soul of a person. They believe it only for a while. And then the time of testing comes. It's time to see. Do you really believe the word that you were just given? What happens? They give up. Another, another meaning of that word, offended, means to cause to fall away. So when, when a test comes from the word of God, I can either take that test, not get offended, pass or fail, I'm taking the test, or I can say, how dare you test me? I'm not ready for that. I, I'm just going to drop out. That's what it means to be offended. I'm telling you right now, the Lord burdened me with this, this understanding that there are people who have heard and received the word of God directly from the Lord. They know that was a word of God. But because there's no depth in the soul of the person, the seed doesn't get to do what a seed really should do. And instead, here's what happens. It does spring forth. It causes to start to grow a little bit. And everybody's like, yay, it's growing. I see it. It's going to happen. One passage says the sun scorched it. The sun, the thing, <laughs> oh, the thing that's really supposed to make it grow. Not the thing that's designed to kill plants, right? We don't have a deadly sun. Oh, keep all the plants out of the sunlight because it kills them. No, it doesn't. It tests them, it proves them, and it makes them grow. 
But if you're not one for testing, if you're not one for being proven, oh no, don't shine on me. I think I'll just go back down into the earth, shrivel up and die. Verse 22. He also that received seed among the thorns is he that he, I told you, hang on, let me, let me, I, I try, I'm trying to help you by, by putting myself here. I have been each of these at various times in my life. There have been times where I was, I was sure the Lord was saying and doing something deep and spiritual, but I didn't understand it at all. It's like a... Lord, if I got any Holy Ghost, it's just a tiny little bit, and it's not registering with all the, the deep stuff that you're doing and saying right now. It's like I don't understand it. That was, I've been there. And I've also been in the places where with, with no depth, with, with no maturity in my life, I can, oh, yeah, I'll clap with them. I'll sing with them. I'll pray with them. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do all the things I'm supposed to do but without depth, it's so easy to just go right back out to who I was and what I was doing before I did all of that. No depth. And I don't believe, I don't believe the only way you get spiritual depth is time. You get it through impartation and receiving of ministry. The Lord's Spirit, He does work spiritually. He doesn't need a 65-year-old body to really exude all the spirit nature of who God is because He's compiled it for that long. No, what, that's flesh. The same flesh that was there at 20 is there at 65. We're talking... Spirit, God is spirit. His, his work is spiritual in nature. Therefore, I don't get to look at a, a person and say, let's, let's, put a, let's put a few years on that spirit. <laughs> Forgive me for this quick analogy, and, and I hope it doesn't sound rude, but... Musical ability is kind of one of those things, either you got it or you don't got it. I mean, some of us are born super talented, anointed. Some of, not us, some of you all, are born super talented and anointed and just gifted with what God's done there. And then others of us think, well, if I put in the time and the years and the practice and the effort and all that, maybe one day I can be that way. I'm not saying you can't, but I'm saying you just weren't born that way. What am, I, what am I saying? In the Spirit, you're born that way. Either you have it or you don't. It's a lie of the enemy to say, well, Elder, Elder Hart, Elder Flowers, they were just born that way with the Holy Ghost shrouded over them in the hospital. And I wasn't born that way. I mean, my Holy Ghost has been drugged through the mud. My Holy Ghost has been yelled at, screamed at, slapped upside down. That's, that, that's, he's got something else that I don't got. 
Mm-mm. Well, maybe I just need to maybe I just need to sit in church for 20 years and may and then I can be have that Holy Ghost that he's got. You either have it or you don't. You either allow it to rule or you don't. That's the difference. That's the only difference. He's in charge or he's not in charge. His spirit can do what spirit does or it will be blocked by flesh. That's as simple as I can make it. He also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. Now, let me before I go back into all that, let me start start with those last two words, becometh unfruitful. The only way to become unfruitful means you were fruitful at one time. So if, 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 uh, self-diagnosis time. If I've never been fruitful, this one's clearly not me. But why? Because the word of God is down into soil and it's growing and it's producing. It's there on the branch. It's there on the vine. But it's getting surrounded by things that will kill it. The scripture lists these items. The care of this world is the first one. That's worries. Things that are going to happen. The cares of this world are not negotiable. Like, well, I just, Lord, I'll take option B, which is no cares. There's no option B. The cares of this world are there. But whether they choke out the seed or not, that's negotiable. The deceitfulness of riches. Notice it says the deceitfulness, not the riches. The deceitfulness of the riches. The thought, the desire, the lifestyle choices that promote or that seek riches. Nothing in that but deceitfulness. I, you understand these, these are standalone items, not like if you got one, you got the other. You might, but you just, I, I might be one that I've got all the worry stuff. Ta- I, I, man, I'm, I'm so good. I don't worry. I don't, I don't have stress. I don't care about any of these things. But I just, I just want a good life. I just like having the best stuff. I just, I need, I need really good My friend, deceitfulness of riches will choke, will kill the word of God that he's wanting to grow in your life. Pleasures of this life. These are things that these are things that will prevent fruitfulness 
in your life. Lastly, the good soil. Go to verse 23. He that received the seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word. First of all, check. I heard it. Understandeth the word. Check. I understood it. Which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth. You've got to hear and you've got to understand. I was talking to uh, Brother Martin from the Sela congregation the other day. He's, he's working at a place. They've got soil, various kinds and all these different things. And uh, he was saying, yeah, we got somebody brought all this, this soil to us. They just don't, they gave it to us, donated it to us. Like, here you go, use this. I'm not going to use it. It's like, okay, well, come to find out there was broken glass all in that soil. No wonder it's a, here you go. I think you could could use this. But what what Brother Martin, he said, I don't know what we're going to be able to do with that soil. I mean, it it would be a lot, a lot of work to try to sit there and, Pull out, because you you know what do you do with soil? You work in it with your hands. The last thing you want is give somebody soil. They reach in to work with their hands, and they find out at that point there's glass in here. The next parable. I'm not going to go into the time of it. Don't worry. But it talks about the wheat and the tares that grow together, or the weeds growing together with the wheat. Even out there, once you get into the field, it says that the, the, the farmer's enemy came by, sowed in a bunch of tares, sowed in a bunch of weeds. And, the, and, and so the farmer has to say, what am I going to do? Am I going to tear this all up and start it all over? No. I'm going to have to let these grow together. Because the seed's already there and it will produce in that good soil. Why don't you stand with me? I believe the Lord would help us with with this understanding. Even when it looks like I'm out in the field around all the good soil, everything growing is not good. Everything springing forth was not planted by God. Oh, help us, Lord. But why? Because we want to take our natural eyes, observe the field, and just assume everything that's growing is God. Everything that's springing forth and is, hey, it's even got fruit on it. Mm, you don't want to eat that. If it wasn't planted by God, it. The seed is the word of the kingdom. That's what I want to partake of. That and that alone. I don't, I don't need anybody's substitute. I don't need anybody's imitation. But this grows twice as fast and it's twice as easy. You keep that stuff. And you keep it away from me. 
If you would just close your eyes. If we would ask, ourse- ask the Lord, I believe he would help us examine ourselves, Lord. Help me see what kind of soil there is in my life. Help me see, God, what things are growing in here, what things are planted in here, Lord Jesus. First of all, God, my prayer right now is if you didn't plant it, Lord, I'm praying that you take it out. I'm praying, God, that you purge me. God, that you wash me. Lord, that you would cleanse me of all filthiness, Lord, of the flesh and the spirit. God, anything, whether it got there through fleshly means or spiritual, Lord, if it's not of you, it's filthiness, Lord, and I don't need it inside of me. God, I pray it right now. Let it be the spiritual work, God, of your spirit. Come on, this is a prayer of repentance we're praying right now. Lord, clean me, wash me, change me, God. Take out any wicked thing. Take out anything, God, that is not rooted in you, that's not founded in your word, in your doctrine. In the name of Jesus, God, I want to walk worthy. God, I want to have the truth of the word of God inside me. Come on, as you're praying, I'm asking you be honest with the Lord for a moment. This, we're not trying to self-diagnose, but we are reflecting. We are looking at ourselves, judging ourselves, wanting to be made right, wanting to be made clean, made pure, made whole. The scripture says it, be ye holy as I am holy. God, that's my desire today, to be as you are. Lord, not for my own credit, not for my own good or my own benefit, Lord, but because it's my desire in obedience to you and to your word. This altar is open. I'm asking you if you feel led, if you would get before the Lord and pray. Seek Him honestly. Even if you're there in your seat, please pray and seek the Lord honestly. Be honest before Him. Lord Jesus, God, if I'm pursuing anything, if I'm pursuing or entertaining anything that's not of You, Lord Jesus, would You please show me? Would You please teach me? Illuminate that thing to me, God, so that it can be dealt with Lord, that I might be purged. I want this soil to be good soil in my spirit, in my soul, Lord God. That the Word of God would abound. That the Word of God would dwell in us richly. pray direction right now I want to pray direction for our lives this I, I can't get away from this this what the word says about deceitfulness of riches 
some of us, our lives are headed in that direction and we don't even realize it because we think this is just, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to pursue. We have to only pursue the Lord. Only pursue the Lord. That's what the scripture says. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Would you make that your prayer right now? Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Lord, it's not about lifestyle. I'm not trying to attain a certain status. Lord, I'm not trying to attain a certain perception. God, I'm after You. I'm seeking after you, God. That means you have the ability to change any of these things. God, I'm, I want you more than I want that status. I want you more than I want that perception. Lord Jesus, you are the only thing that will last. You are the only thing that is eternal. Uh, eternal unto life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I pray the direction of the Holy Ghost over these lives, Lord God. I pray revelation of the Spirit, God. Open the eyes of the understanding that we would see and know what is truth. That we would see and know the path for our lives to take. Somebody's feeling like, I don't want to open myself up to, to trouble. I don't want to open myself up to tribulation and persecution. I've had, my, I've had enough of hard times already. What, Elder, what you're saying just sounds like inviting more hard times into my life. No. What the Lord is offering today is escape. Escape from that life. Escape from worry of persecution. Worry of trouble. If I don't put my hand in His hand and let Him lead me, then every step I take will be fearful, worried, anxious, troubled, stressed, The only way we learn that we've got the Lord is by Him proving it to us in testing. If I'm not willing to go that far, I'm saying no thank you, Lord. One more time, can we pray? Lord, I'm asking you to take my life, Lord, and examine it. I'm asking you, Lord, bring the tribulation only that you would bring, God. I'm not trying to open myself up for punishment, Lord, but I'm opening myself up to the leading of your Spirit. God, we go from glory to glory. 
This is the walk of the Lord. This is the faith and the direction and the leading of the Lord. Come on, it's a light affliction. It's a light affliction and it's only for a moment. It's nothing compared to the weight of eternal glory. Work in me, Lord. Work in me, Lord. Work in me, Lord, I pray. Right now, ask the Lord for understanding. Ask Him for understanding. Lord, God, I've heard a lot. I'm reading a lot, Jesus. I'm seeing and observing a lot, God, but I'm asking for understanding right now. I'm praying for understanding, God. I don't want to only hear a word, God, but I want to understand it. I want to know that I'm following it, that I'm discerning it, that I'm walking accordingly. In the name of Jesus, touch our minds, I pray right now, God. Touch our minds, Lord. I pray wisdom upon your people. I pray wisdom upon your people, Lord. You, you do give it, Lord. You are a rewarder of those that seek you. Jesus, in your name, I pray it right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, I want us to pray one more thing, and it's, it's going to seem, probably seem out of nowhere or unexpected. But I want us to pray over our conversations, the actual physical speaking of words to other people. Can we do that, Lord? I pray right now. I want it to be your word and your wisdom, Lord, that abides in me, first of all, that dwells in me and fills me up, Lord. And only that, Lord, which you would draw out of me from your spirit and from your wisdom that you placed inside of me. I pray only that, God, would I share in conversation with others. I want it, I want it to be your wisdom, God, when I speak. I want it to be your understanding, Lord. God, this is not to make us look good, but this is to help. This is to minister. This is to edify the body of Christ and those that are seeking after you. I pray it in Jesus' name. The Word of God dwell in us. Dwell in us, Lord. Your words, oh God, I pray your words, I pray. Your wisdom, I pray in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know, when I, when I was younger in the church, there were certain conversations that people were afraid to have. Not because they're worried it's going to end up on Facebook or something like that. 
but they're worried about having a conversation like that knowing the Lord sees and hears all things. What we speak and the topics of our conversation. Now, now understand, it's not like you can talk about anything you want as long as you say the right thing. No, there's certain topics of conversation they should just be off limits. No, we don't talk about that. Uh, no, you're better off talking to the Lord about that or you just talk to Elder about that because I don't, want, I don't, I don't even want to go there. That's wisdom. I'm, I'm trying to tell you this is wisdom from the Lord and help from the Lord. Amen. I encourage you. You are one of these four soils right now. One of these four types. We all are. I encourage us to let the Lord show us and teach us what we are and what we should be and how to become what we should be. Amen. If you're, the, if you're type A, B, C, don't get worried about being that. Don't let that become a negative thing to you. Thank the Lord for giving me wisdom, for giving me understanding. with the Lord. We want to hear His voice. We want to hear His word. Receive His word. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Remember Tuesday night fellowship dinner. It'll be a good time. Greet one another. Tell somebody that you love them. Tell somebody that you're praying for them. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen.